Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the World of Ink Network, founded in 2011 by Virginia Grenier and Marsha Cook. Their vision was to start a radio show that helped writers reach their dreams. The World of Ink has a wonderful group of hosts who are dedicated to delivering shows to entertain and inspire listeners. The World of Ink Network shares resources that introduce tips, products, and services to help strengthen, support, and challenge those who love writing and the written word. Their hope is to bring not only authors, illustrators, and publishers together, but screenwriters, directors, and producers. New to the network will be a variety of special shows, bringing not only entertaining shows, but informative discussions on timely subjects. To learn more about us, go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. It's um, Marcia Cook from World of Ink, Michigan Avenue Media. And uh, the name of the uh, actually the name of the show is Good Stories. A good story that I've been doing for eight years now, and actually it's like the anniversary month, December, and that's when I started with um, Red River. So it's been a long time. I've had a lot of guests on. Um, I've enjoyed this a lot. And today I have Kelly Abel and uh, Judy Schneider, and they're I know them both for years. And uh, so it's going to be fun because um, we all know each other, you know, and so it should be very interesting. And um, I wanted to just bring this up that they will be asking each other questions also because I've been doing that lately for those that listen to the show because I think it's nice that everybody can ask a question because I'm not a mind reader. (laughs) I may do a lot of things, but that's not one of them. (laughs) And uh, so I think that – it's fun that way because then, you know, Judy may have a question or Kelly may have a question. So I think, you know, it's so much more fun when we do that. I just have a few announcements. Um, I'm not, I don't think we're having any more shows this month. I may slip one in here and there because nothing means with me, nothing never means who knows. So that's um, – I may have one. But in January, I have some new shows coming up. Lee Michaels will be on and Joe Ma- – yeah, well, that's funny because it's Joe Michaels, but she's not, they're not related. <laughs> she hasn't been on in a while. And I'm having special shows now about screenwriting and uh, with producers and directors and an actor, Samuel French, is coming on again. And um, I think he's bringing on a coach. And I think that um, Randall Dark will be on. So we're going to be having several shows because I really think um, – I love screenwriting. I've written a lot of screenplays and uh, am optioned uh, with one of Judy's uh, ideas. <laughs> there we go. And so, um, which we don't know. It's Right now it's still an option. But we're going to be having more shows talking about that because I think there's a lot of people out there. And I've been seeing a lot online about that a lot of people are taking books now, which we always knew, and trying to develop them into movies. So, I think there's a lot of different things happening now, and they need a lot of material because now we have Netflix, we have a lot of stuff, Amazon. So I think it's, that those are going to be fun shows also. So I'm going to let Kelly and Judy introduce themselves because they both have been doing this for a long time. Um, probably should say I am an author and a screenwriter, and uh, Michigan Avenue Media is a consulting company. And so I'll let Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Mm-hmm. How are Hi. you? Hi, how are you? It's been a while. It's been a while. It has. It has been a while. <laughs> I know. Been on but I always enjoy so you, it. I know. It's fun. I know. You used to do shows with Willow. And actually, I did talk to Willow, and hopefully maybe she'll come back after the first of the year to do some shows. Tell everybody, like, you know, the things that you do, and uh, then we'll sure. let Judy do it. Okay. Um, my name is Kelly Abel, and that's A-B-E-L-L. I am an author, and I also own a graphic art company called Select Graphics. I have been writing since, well, my first book was published in 2007, and I believe right now I have about 13 novels out. I uh, just released a little Christmas novella, which um, called An Online Angel, and then I also had, I have a I write multi-genre, so that can sometimes be 
a struggle for me, but I write what comes to me, and that's just the way I roll. So I yep. do often. I know that me. message. I know. I know <laughs> that message. It's a tough one. <laughs> um, and I have a, a new audio book out for the Guardians of Spirit Rock series. The first book, Secrets of a Wolf, is out in audio also now, which is exciting. And I've got the same uh, two narrators that are doing all four books. So I'm really, really excited about that. It's, it's turning out to be a, a really fun project. Uh, let's see. What else about me? That's about it. You can find, yeah, just Google me. I'll come up. Um, but my website is www.kellyable.com. Yeah, I have and it I'm, on the I'm, show page also, same as Judy's. I have it on the show page, so yeah. people go on the show page, they can just click it and go right to your website and Judy's too. So, awesome. you know, it makes it easy that way in case they don't take notes. and <laughs> We don't expect people have to take notes. I take notes, you know, because I have no notes to begin with. So I take notes after the case. Judy? Hi, Judy. How are you? I'm I'm fine. Actually, I'm laughing because I have my pen and a pad of paper here. I do the same. I do it after a, a, I don't like, know why so many I do shows, that when eight years of shows, eight years. But I always <laughs> find out something that I don't know. So uh, you've been on also, and um, you've changed your career a little also yeah, now. Yeah, I really have. Music. Music. I, I have. I started with children's books. And um, did those and did one with my, my sister. I have two sisters um, uh, and did one with my sister Joni called um, I Love You, Be Careful. And really grown-up book, kind of a present for if you have a daughter. And then I moved on with World Castle to um, do suspense novels, novellas. And so I just had my second one out this summer, The Donation Man. And my first one came out last year, Too Late to Run. And I'm working on my third and fourth, and that we'll have to get to that later about how how you come up with ideas for books. But <laughs> um, so, but then my husband and I have have been doing songwriting. So um, on my website, we have some of the songs we've done that are on Amazon, et cetera. So that's been really fun. I mean, and I always they turned out really what, good. They they sound really good. They, they, do. they do. They sound great. And that wedding Thank you. song that you do just put, get, it just causes me to cry every time I listen to yeah, it. My really daughter, me, and I can't wait for my son to get married. Yeah, it's actually a song for for a mother and son, and it is just awesome. Yeah, Thank it's you. Very, it's Thank really you. Is. It was really written with. I have two. We have two sons, and so it was written after the first one got married, and then the second one's getting married, and he said. And so we did the song, and so thank you. I, I mean, the woman who sings it's amazing, and she also oh, yes, did um, uh, the uh, Kelly. Kelly has been wonderful about banners, and all, she, Kelly does music. Her company does um, music videos too. So she did the music video for Invisible, which is another song um, that gets your heart in a different way. You know, yeah. Um, so Kelly does a lot of banners. I mean, it's very and, diff, different type of song. Yeah. And Kelly's um, very. So that, that's what I've. She's, yeah, because Kai, I just want to say one thing about Kelly, too. Kelly does banners, and that's why, I, you know, that's this is I talk about her all the time on the shows because she does, you know, there's very few people that I, I'm recommending these days because I've been doing this for so long, and um, people don't deliver, Let's shall we say, but Kelly delivers. <laughs> so uh, no, Absolutely. Judy's been absolutely. happy, and, you know, I mean, really it happy. matters. I mean, I'm big on banners. I, I think people need banners, and they need you know, a lot of photos they need for Facebook, they need Twitter, they need pictures are really important for Instagram. It, it, it works out yeah. for people. Go mm-hmm. ahead, Judy, I'm sorry. Oh, that was, no, that's about it. I'm, as as we speak, I'm one of the things, I'm a member of the Cat Writers Association. Believe it or not, there is such a thing. And um, so, um, in fact, as I sit here, I have two um, rescue cats. And so one is sitting here in front of the computer, hoping I'll turn it on and put on um, Dove videos. So that's the thing you don't know about me is is I spend a lot of my day writing, but my cat also is at the computer waiting for me to put Dove, uh, Dove videos on. And um, that's the, the little fact the cat that I don't think you've ever known. Your cats watch? They're watching? They watch a Dove videos. There's, you put on Dove, Google Doves. And she has a favorite dove that we've played probably 10,000 times. So it's like <laughs> she just will sit there until we put the dove video on. And, and But I am a member of the Cat Writers Association, so every book I write now, the suspense one, I put cats in. 
So that's good. Right. I mean, we all, like I do dogs. You know, my new book coming out. You do out dogs. Mm-hmm. Is it's never too late for love. Yeah, I had it in a screenplay, but I added a dog because I, my dogs usually talk. I, I like that because I actually think people talk to their dogs. Uh, the the mm-hmm. thing is, dogs don't usually talk back, but they look like they're going to talk back. So <laughs> my dogs do talk back. So I mean, I think, you know, that's what writing is. You know, we all come up with different things. And I think, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is how we come up with characters because, you know, we all do it differently and you never know when you're going to develop a character and if they're going to be even the minor characters which usually turn out to be a lot of fun because they are only in it for a while but they can do some damage in a thriller or uh, you know or some happy things Mm -hmm. in a romance so what kelly was saying you know because she writes in multi-genre and i do the same um it's hard you know to promote but and but it's also fun to do, you know, to make up different things. So, does somebody mm-hmm. want Kelly? How do you start? Like when you're, you know, like in your well, free time, do you think of yeah, a character? I mean, you yeah. know, it's how funny. Do you do I think I've, I've always said this. I think writers observe mm-hmm. the world in a much different way than someone who doesn't write, because everywhere I go, whether I'm on a bus, whether I'm in an airport, you know, in a grocery store, no matter where I am, I'm always observing. And we're not necessarily watching people themselves or one particular person, but people and how they interact with each other. And, you know, I'm always, I keep a notepad in my purse with a pen and, you know, I'm constantly jotting down ideas. You know, I'll see a couple, you know, arguing in the parking lot or I'll see a mother and son, you know, he's, the, the child is young and sitting in the in the buggy, and the, the mother says something really special, or you know, and th- you know, I just write down things like that. And it, it's funny because an online angel was a story that actually is based on a true story. I had a um, boss in a company that I used to work for, and we had met in Orlando to you know have a company meeting, and we were talking about some stuff, and then we just started talking about personal things. And he told me this story, and and he said that he had met this woman back when they were in college, and they dated, and things didn't go well then, and they were able to reconnect on Facebook uh, many, many years later and started seeing each other again. And so I won't go into all the details on the story, because the story I made up is totally fiction. But after he bought the book and gave it to her, she was kind of (laughs) like, Uh, how did she know these things? And he really didn't share that much with me. But apparently I may have struck just a little too close to home. But we totally totally made up. Yeah, I mean, I totally made it up. But apparently some of what happened might have been a little bit close to the truth. But, um, yeah, so that's, I mean, be careful when you talk to me. You might end up in a book. (laughs) Well, I I think that's true. I think Judy knows that. All right, Judy, what about you? Because I know that you really wanted to talk about this type of thing for characters. How did you come up with some of your characters, or do you have a favorite? Or Well, I'm curious about the donation, Judy. Tell me how you came up with the donation. Oh, well, that's based, actually, that's based, you know, for those who, who haven't read it yet, you know, it, it, I always say that what happens if someone calls you and asks for a donation and you say no? Well, the main character in it, who I really like this main character, she was a, a, a secondary character. I mean, she was a, a main character, but a secondary character in the first book. And mm-hmm. so she's back. Um, but this happened in real life. A friend of mine, um, and, and, and as you say, Kelly, I observe things. I hear people tell stories. And she had someone call and ask her for a donation, and she said no. And the person just, and she usually gives donations. I mean, I give donations, and I, I believe in them. But she said no, and this person just um, got very um, threatening and obnoxious towards her. Wow. And it was very, was very scary because she said no. And so um, she told me that story, and it just stuck in my head. And so when I was ready to write uh, another story, I just couldn't get that out of my head. And it also scared me afterwards because even as I was writing the story, when someone would call, and I get a lot of calls for donations, 
um, someone would call, there's always part of me that was like a little, a little frightened, you know. And, yeah. Um, that, that uh, so well, that was right because you don't really know. You know, that's a problem. You know, I used to get a lot of calls too for donations, and mm-hmm. I really, I, how do you know? You don't know. And I, I usually a lot of times, like in my office, I would say fax me or call me or now not right, or email mail. me now, mm-hmm. email me yeah. because. And then when you ask that sometimes that they they don't, this is not a good thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it is hard to tell if it's the truth or not, you know. Or and if absolutely, you did say no, what would many, happen? Right, and there's many many good ones, you know. I'm not, but but it's just, and I don't know if the you know the other uh, listeners have ever had someone call when you do say no or thank you, I've already given or I've given to this other right. association. They get test every once in a while. They get a little testy, you know. And so mm-hmm. that was where the idea came. And, and Kelly, I like you observe things. Like one time, I I went to the door and opened the blinds, and there happened. Really, this is true. There was a face on the other side of the door, and I I said I said What do you want? Well, it turned out the person had earbuds in, and they were just putting flyers in the door. And I just happened to open the blinds at the same time their face was pressed. Wow. And I, not a good and thing. It's not a good thing. Oh, and so I'm I'm almost done with book three called the um um called Break In, and um and I'm you and I am using that scene in this book three. So. I guess just by observing life or being scared, it sounds like I have all these scary episodes that make me yes, want you to write. Really, yes, you I do. Do you, ever, do you ever do that, Kelly, with, I mean, have things happen in your life that do that too? Oh, yeah. I know you yeah, said talking I, you to know, the I, man, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I've, and I have dreams too. I mean, I, I base a oh. lot of story ideas on, on dreams. I'll wake up with a, sometimes a full story, you know, in Ooh. in my head. And, and, again, I keep a pad and paper by the bed and, and start yeah, scribbling Yeah, I dream away. a lot, too, and I, I dream. I don't use them as stories, but sometimes after the dream, if it's like, I don't know, sometimes they seem like they're really long, but they're probably not. But then I end up, like the other morning, I just thought of something, and I just started writing it down because if you don't, you're going to forget it. Even if you put a you're few words down, it. you'll remember it. But it's weird. I've got to do well, that. I, I, I don't do that, and I should do that. Yeah. Do you have you dreams? Because I mean, it's great for fodder when you go back. You know, if you're in between books and you're trying to think of something to write, that is a, a you know an awesome way to go back and look through those ideas and and something oh, clicks. Usually, you know, always. For me, anyway. How yeah, long does I, I it think... take you, you ladies, to write a book? I'm curious. I mean, does it depend on the book? Or I've always wanted to ask other writers, like, how <laughs> long does it take to write a book? And do you do you write it on your computer or pad of paper? I do both. Um, I, I write it on yeah, both. Yeah, I mean, I, I, t- I take both. notes. Do you take notes? Yeah, I take notes, too. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I, I, well, yeah, okay. I, I, this is a good example. Normally, like an online angel, I wrote in four days. That's wow. extremely rare. It's a novella, you know, but I just mm-hmm. had that story so set in my head, I was able to get it, you know, get it done. I just went off into the writing cave and, you know, out it came. Yeah. But I'm also working on a Civil War historical well, adventure. That's a, that, that's a toughie, historical. That took me that's... two years. Yeah, I'm, and I'm still not finished. And it's Is it two years already? Um, yeah, well. It is. It is. And I was telling my husband, because he, he's co-writing it with me, and I was telling my husband the other day, I was like, do you realize we've been working on this dang book for two years? And yeah. part of it is the research, you know, and, and I mm-hmm. I use, actually, I, I do everything on my computer now. I used to handwrite. Right, right. And mm-hmm. then I typed. But now I do everything on the computer, and I use Microsoft OneNote for all of my note-taking. And yeah, I got so that OneNote, too. I really like that. Oh, I like that. You can put it, do it on awesome. the phone. It's good. I, I don't know how I did without it. Now, I know some writers use um, uh, software like Scrivener and, you know, things like that, and I have never, I have never done that. I'm not opposed to it. But, um, you know, I'd rather just write than spend a lot of time learning how to use a software program. But I do outline, and, you know, a lot of people are pantsers, and, you know, there are some people who are outliners, but I am definitely an outliner, and I can't function without doing that. Now, does that mean the characters sometimes, you know, they'll hijack the bus? You know, I'll have a plan, and I'll be on my path, and the next thing you know, I'm like, oh, what happened here? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, because you don't, I mean, it's just like people, right? It's just like people, exactly. you know. Exactly. It depends on how they act. Um, I think it, you know, it, and it takes, normally, like, I, does normally, it take you long? Like Judy was saying, like, I, you know, from, I, it takes me a long time. See, what happens to me is I think it won't take me so long. And then I do because I really. Story. You know, for me, yeah. I think because Guardians of Spirit Rock, which is a four series, uh, four book series, they're all novellas. But that one, I probably did the whole series in six months, you know, like maybe, you know, a book every month and a half or so. But, you know, I've learned a lot from, I've done two, I've done a trilogy and then I've done that series and I've learned a lot from that process. And the the most important thing I, I would share is write the whole thing first. You know, get your series done before you start releasing your books because what, Right. Might well, that's a good. Idea. That's very good advice. Yeah. I ended up writing myself into a corner, and yeah. the other two books were already published. I'm like, oh man, so I couldn't really yeah. do what I wanted to do with the third book based on what I'd done with the first two books. Whereas if I hadn't published them, I, you know, and and I, I tend to be a little impatient, and I, that's one of the most important things I think you need to learn as a writer too is patience, and give yourself you know, the patience and the time to do it right. And that's the most important thing. Make sure the book is edited. Make sure that you've spent the time with your story so that your story is as strong as it can possibly be, that your plot, you know, you tie up all your plot ends and, you know, and all of that. So, you know, and you learn that as you learn your craft. You know, as you develop as a writer, you you learn these things. And, you know, and I think if you're an indie published writer, which I'm a hybrid, I'm published with publishers and I do a lot of my stuff on my own. Uh, as an independent author, and I think you really need to pay strict attention to quality and editing and, you know, all of those aspects that make a book attractive to a reader when you're an indie author, because if you just throw something out there, you're not going to be successful. It's, you know, it's not going to serve you well over the long haul, I think. I think you lose some credibility if you don't really spend the time you need to spend to make your story a quality story. And that includes characters, you know, as well. But, it, you know, as far as getting back, I got off track there. But as far as getting back to how long it takes, it just really depends on the book for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. – you're on the right show for off track because I usually go back and forth. But, <laughs> no, you know, they, yeah. these are questions, you know, that people I know want to know. Because, you know, everybody does have their own style. And you – um I for you know I do I've done a lot of screenplays and I still consider myself a screenwriter, and um, which is difficult when I'm writing books. But then in my head, and right, I've tried. What happens is I've tried to do screenplays from my books, which works out, but it doesn't. It doesn't have to be the same. I switch because when people say the book is better for of anybody's work. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it is because you take more time in a script. You know, you just don't, you can't just write a script in a minute, but you know, you don't have to put some of the details. Like if it's in a restaurant, you right. know, restaurant, so, you know, daytime, mm-hmm. nighttime, but you know, and um, I think, I think the ultimate for me would, if I, I don't have beta readers, but if I had, because uh, I don't really like that, but, I think working closely with an editor mm-hmm. instead of waiting for to finish the book would be better for me because um, I think t- sometimes I, you know, I, I question myself much more than I probably need to, but I still, and I like the editor to be the one to tell me, but then again, if you're not working with the editor till the end, you've already finished the book. But you right. can change it, but you've already figured out what you're doing. And, you know, and I, I've heard a lot of people on that, that say, you know, they fight with their editors and whatever. And I can see why it is because, you know, you're going like, I want this. And when you independently publish, you are in charge, you know. And well, that's one of the things I like about, you know, about me too. publishing. Me too. But yeah, I do I, have a professional editor, you know, and um, two of them, actually. And I, I really work hard you know, with, with the editor. But I also like beta readers as well. In fact, um, I'm looking for a couple beta readers for the Civil War, but I'm not going to give it to a beta reader. Well, that's going to be draft. hard because those are, that's, a, that's a toughie because if you're going to, you know, 
if you're not familiar with that time frame, they can't help you as much. You know, uh, it's historical novels are very hard. I've had a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. Lee Michaels, you know, she, you know, you've been on shows with her. I mean, it's mm-hmm. detail. It's, you know, not that other writing isn't is. detail, but you have to be right. Because they're, yeah. they're Marcia, not can you talk around. about um, beta readers for those listening who don't know what a beta reader okay. is? Well, beta readers are people that you, you know, you give your story to when you're done, I, and then they read it and give their opinion of it or what you might write. I mean, that's what I'm saying. But I don't use beta readers because I don't. It's not that I don't want people's opinion. It's just that once your story is written and somebody starts, if one person tells you one thing and another person tells you another, it's not always good. It confuses the author, I think. Kelly, mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. since you have them, go ahead. You t- talk about that. Well, I agree. I think you can have too many. You know, um, I only have one or two. And okay. and usually I only share it with one. Um, right. Okay. I don't, you know, I don't do, I, I do it, a lot of times I'll do it after it's already been edited, you know, and, and it's about ready to go. But uh-huh. what I really use or what I value in a beta reader is a lot of times they will, they will tell you, okay, your continuity is off. You know, in, in this part of the story, you had the character acting this way. And now toward the end of the book, you have them acting this way. But in the middle of the book, you didn't really explain how they changed or why they changed or what led them to a change. So that's what I, I use beta readers for is really more continuity. And am I, is my story making sense? Are my characters true to form? Because when we get back to characters, one of the things I'd like to talk about there is, is realistic. Is your character true to the character that you're trying to build? Are they true to themselves all the way through the book? And that is a difficult thing to do for new writers because they don't often think about that. And, you know, if you're building this character with a demure personality and they're, you know, say, for example, they might be abused or they might be um, uh, just quiet, you know, and they're... um, reserved that's the word i was looking for and then all of a sudden you have them have all these angry outbursts well that's not going to make sense to your reader because that's not how you developed your character unless you know something happens to them and they had a situation where they just snapped then it makes sense but you just want to make sure that you're your character all the way through and as you're you throw in these obstacles or these goals or you know whatever your character's working toward you know, those types of things can change a person. And, you know, if that's what you're trying to accomplish, just make sure that, you know, that you're consistent with it and that it makes sense, if, if I'm making right. any sense. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no, yeah. that makes yeah. a lot of yeah. sense. And, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, um, like in my case, that is what my editor, Jeff Fleischer, who does my work, does for me. And mm-hmm. when we do that, I can't I can't say that we agree on all the time, but he will say something, and I'll go, well, what do you mean? But he does do that, and I guess, you know, we were just talking about that the other day, and it was making me crazy because I'm going like, well, what do you mean? And he says, no, he said, you know, because I'm already thinking, oh, everything I do is, you know, I need, you know, I'm not as good a writer as I would like to be, but then he goes, no, that's not what I mean. He goes, the story's okay, but then sometimes you have questions that that's what your editor does. See, he does both. And not mm-hmm. every editor does that. So, That's you true. know, um, it does, you know, he says, first I have to do this and I have to do that and I have to do this. And then I'm thinking like, okay, you know, and he goes, it takes time to, you know, but, and then he starts cutting things because he does that for me because he's done all my screenplays and all my books except for my um, Guilty Pleasures series. But he's, he knows how I write. So I say to mm-hmm. him, you can do what you need to do, okay? But then he asks me questions, but I trust him that he will know what I am about because that he's been doing it for 20 years for me, my screenplays and everything. Mm-hmm. But it gets screenplays for me, it was always easier because it's not so much description. So we had a discussion the other night, and he says, I said, I think I need to write 
more descriptive. I said, I know I have that issue. He goes, well, what do you mean that issue? He goes, you're describing, I'm cutting stuff. I'm going like, I just feel like sometimes, you know, I was watching a Hallmark movie, which <laughs> we all watch. And so mm-hmm. there was a movie on and um, they were talking about writing and they said, well, when you walk into a restaurant, what do you smell? What do you feel? What You know, and mm-hmm. some, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking that's a good thing. But then I don't actually write that way sometimes. And But he says, yes, you do. And I'm saying, he says, your strength is your, like, dialogue because that is my strength. But then I, I think that I'm not descriptive enough because some people really write a lot of description. And I'm sure in your novel that's historical, you have to write a lot of description. Well, I think, what, you know, and I, one of the most important lessons I learned is using your five senses. Um as an yeah, author, you need to have your character experience all five senses. What do they smell? What do they hear? What do they feel? If they're standing in a forest, what does it smell like? How does it, how do the leaves feel under their feet? You know, yeah. if they run through brambles and it scratches them, how does that feel? It stings, you know, or it, you know, it burns or whatever that, you know, that case may be. Right. And I think it just really builds your setting uh, to help your reader be in the moment. And that's why Judy? I really like to use all five senses. How no, I'm just writing that, that down, actually, to use <laughs> to, to I remember can, to I do that. I hear a lot that, of writers yeah. say that, that when they're on mm-hmm. my show, you know, say that. And so, but then, you know, I'll go back and I'll look at my reviews. And then my reviews, the way they like my books, is because they go fast, they're you know, and they're mm-hmm. not long, and they look like they could feel like it's on the screen. So, I mean, for me, that makes me happy because I am a screenwriter. But then, you know, being hard on myself as most writers, I'm thinking like, oh, geez, you know, I'm not writing this. But then my book won't go as fast as what they've liked about it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. my writing. So, and it is very hard, especially when you write different genres. You, you know, I have. Um, if I were giving, well, I do give advice for people, and I do consult, and I'll be doing more of that in January if people need me to do that. But I'll be charging for that because I've done this twenty years, and I think that, I think people need someone to help them get to the right place. Like, if you need editing, if you need like a banner, like going to Kelly, or what I go to Fideli, she does my books. You know, and. I think people need that, but you know, um, th- you know, you just have to write the story, you know, and it, getting around all of the, everything else I was just saying. It's you have to be happy sometimes with the way you're writing, you know, and you can't always be like, you know, I'm going like, well, because I have so many shows, I'm listening to this one and that one. I'm thinking like, I can't listen to them. I don't write like them, and we all have our own unique. Writing, well, you have your own voice. And, yeah, you have your right, own we, voice, and you have but I don't have what what some people have. They have a well, following of the same genre, and that's mm-hmm. why I give advice to people to say, "I've done children's, I've done screenplays." If you find a genre, and you do a lot of books in the genre, you can develop a much better following when you write the same type of book. Well, actually, it's interesting, yeah, because right. Marsha, you, you, Marsha got me into, um, um, I don't know if everyone knows this, and I've mentioned it one show, is that I ne- I, I mean, I did children's book, I'm very proud of them, and did the one with my sister and a script, Marsha, with Marsha, or idea with Marsha and my sis- other sister, Mary, but Marsha kept saying, Judy, you can write fiction, I'd say, no, I can't, and she'd go, yes, you can, give it a try, no, I can't, this went on, I think, for what, two it or three years. years. It's been I'm years. 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 <laughs> right. She said, you can't do it. And then she said, just start it and enjoy it. And so yeah. then I started writing, and I really loved writing short suspense. I liked yeah. you know, mm-hmm. quick suspense because yeah. I watch a lot of the suspense Lifetime movies and Mar Vista movies, and I just like I enjoy suspense. Not gore, but suspense. And so she was right. <laughs> so, Marcia, yeah. thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Got but, me you know, but, I, but, you, but, but you're staying in that genre. And Kelly knows what I'm saying because yes. she's, yes. going, she's mm-hmm. going in an altogether different genre, which is historical, which, yes. you yeah. know, as much as people can write, that's a very tough one. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, that has been the hardest project that, that yeah. I have worked yeah. on to date. And, but... 
I will say it has been very rewarding, and I've learned a lot about the craft, you know, uh, of writing by by doing this project. And it's been, you know, it's been a lot of fun in some ways, and it's been grueling, you know, in yeah. others. And it's it's a project I'll be glad to be finished with. To be honest with you, I'm getting a little I'm getting a little annoyed with it now, and it's just because it's been going on for so long. Right, and a lot right. Of, you know. Me. But there you are know, a lot of genre, there's a lot of genre, there's a lot of people out there that want historical. I mean, when you look at some of the really good series that are on Netflix or whatever, they're historical. There's a lot yeah, of historical are, are of uh, series now, you know, and uh, yeah. they're really well written and they're good. And people that normally didn't like that type of genre are liking it now. Well, there, for you know, there's a lot of controversy going on with Civil War stuff right now, too, that, you know, people have asked me, are you sure you want to release a Civil War book right now? And, you know, I, yeah, you know, I, I yeah, am. I, yeah, you know, yes, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of controversy, but, you know, we have a forward that we've written that's going to be in the book that explains, you know, how we approach this and what our, you know, we're not on one side or the other. We don't, you know, say one side's better than the other. It does lean toward a Southern perspective because the main character was the Secretary of State for the Confederacy. So right. that that does tend to <laughs> to lean sure. in that direction. You know how, and we address slavery. We talk about, you know, that one of the characters in the book is a slave, and um, you know he even brings it up with with another character, or not he brings it up, but she brings it up with him. You know what's it like being a slave? Because she grew up in France, so she doesn't really understand slavery, and you know doesn't get it at all. And you know he was always a slave, so he doesn't really know any different. You know, so it's it's been interesting um, in how we you know we do that, but then he begins to question things. You know, because I think that's that's really history. That is history. And, you know, Mm -hmm. see, that's the whole thing with authors. You know, you can't really worry about, you know, some people not liking it or liking it. You have to really write what you want to write. And, you know, and, you know, it's just what you feel like writing at the time. You can't stop yourself if that's what you want to write. And, you know, people can have successful books, books that are not that successful, but if they enjoyed writing it, which is what happens to a lot of people, they if they don't sell a lot, that doesn't mean the book isn't good. It just means it hasn't found I'm, a market and thanks to Amazon, no less, you can, it's very difficult marketing on Amazon because it doesn't work well for a lot of people. If I could give any writer a pearl of wisdom. For me, it would be don't write for the money. Right. Don't get in it to to write for the money. Write because you love to write. Yeah. And write yeah. the story that comes to you. Now, there are certain expectations in regard to genre, and I believe you need to be true to those. For example, all romances have to have a happily ever after. If it doesn't have a happily ever after, it's not a romance. And I believe there are so, and that's set by reader expectation. You know, I don't. You know, publishers out there will tell you, you know, you got to have this, you got to have that, blah blah blah. But I think really what it, what matters is what the reader expects. So that's why you need to study the genre that you're writing in, whether you're, you know, whether you stick with romance or you bounce around or whatever you do. Um, you know, because you'll see all these Facebook groups, and 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 I'm involved in several. And you'll see all these things where people are like, oh, you got to, you know, use these keywords and use those keywords and you've got to focus on, you know, this type of reader and, and advertise here and advertise there. And, you know, people get so caught up in the marketing that it becomes miserable. And right, when right. the marketing and, and I, doesn't work, then you get yeah. defeated. And, you know, my, the best thing I can tell a writer, and Marsha, you said it a hundred times, is keep writing. Just yep. just write. Yep. Make it the best yep. book you can possibly make it. Release it or submit it to an agent or a publisher, whichever you know direction you choose to go. But keep writing. Just keep writing and keep. Well, I think that I, I really do agree, and you know I've always said that. And you know, for those that don't know that, I I was a literary agency. I still am, but I don't really mm-hmm. have clients right now. But the 
saddest part is some of the best writers that I had. And Judy's husband was a client of mine. That's how we met. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he wrote a really good book, and he's busy, and so he couldn't write any more. But I hope someday that he will. But my writers from the past were so good and thorough. And it was never about the money for any of them because mm-hmm. in in those years, you don't know if you're going to get published or not, so you really wrote a story that you liked. And mm-hmm. it, we never really discussed money on any of my clients because a lot of people that write do write for the money, and it never works for them, so they leave. And I'm sure everybody... Mm-hmm knows that there's so many people on Facebook and that I've known over the years, they're gone, you know, and sometimes I'm looking for people, I go, like, what happened to you, you know, but you can't well, give up. Well, often can start focusing on, on yeah. that and just get so, I mean, I get heartburned sometimes when I'm reading these, these posts on Facebook and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I don't do that, I don't do this, I don't do that, and then I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, you know, cut it yeah. off and do right because that's what you right. do. You are a writer, right. you know. Um, and eventually, if things, you know, work out, and I mean, I, I, do I make enough to stay home and do it full time? No, but that's okay. Eventually, but there's, there's such a you small know, percentage happen. of people right. that make a ton of money on writing. Right. I mean, there really is. It's a small percentage. And I think the best thing that I can say to people is when you get people that really like what you've written, it's the best feeling ever. When somebody oh, comes gosh. up and they yeah, start talking about your character, you go, oh, you're talking yeah. about my character like a person. I'm I like, know. thank you. <laughs> you know, and that's me. so important. Yeah, the best compliment you can give me is I stayed up all night reading your book. Yeah, yes. that's a good one. Absolutely. You know, I mean, right. I and, love you know, your and, story so much. And, and I think people don't realize how much we care about that. That matters. That matters mm-hmm. that somebody's reading that book. And um, I was talking to Jeff, my editor, the other night, and I'm talking about, I shouldn't say this, but I say it a lot of times. I don't like Goodreads because I don't think Goodreads is fair because mm-hmm. I think that people go like, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to buy the book. So they put it on the list, and then they open the book, they look at it, they read two pages, and they give it a one star. Mm-hmm. Uh unfair and unrealistic in this world now that people have the right to do that and that can destroy a writer because a lot of people stop writing because they get a bad review and I can use the the one thing that Jack Remick who's been on my show many times who has a, a blog Bob, um, Bob Jack and Bob's blog you know and he writes a lot of books he's um, he runs the workshops and he's really great he just said it once you write that book, if they give you a bad review, you're not writing the book again. So who cares? You know, and I think well, and I don't people pay, went, I don't pay attention to yeah. reviews anyway. I, it's not something that I right because it's, it's not really fair because you have to realize it's just an opinion of somebody. But when if they have something so bad to say about the book, they shouldn't write it. They shouldn't write the review. It's just it's not right because you know if they read two or three pages. That's so unfair to the author, whoever the author is. Well, and the way I look at that, you know, you can get a lot out of bad reviews as well. You can, yeah. you know, you get, you get notoriety. You know, I mean, sometimes, you know, somebody <laughs> will catch a one-star review and they'll read the one-star review and say, oh, man, now i got to read the book. This just right. can't be that bad. <laughs> you know, and, and it happens. Well, you know, people bought yeah, my book. Yeah, it does, but, on, but it's just not, you know, like you know and they reviews. do it on purpose, like. I mean, it's like, okay, then you didn't read the I book. Mean, some people are trying. Forget it. Yeah, some people yeah, really are Yeah, it's bad, you know, and, mm-hmm. and so that's what writers have to do. They have to not pay attention to that because you can't because, you know, if you worry about every last thing, you'll never write another book. You can't well, let people do that. You, you, know, you get frozen if you focus on stuff like that too much. Yeah, and learn I do you ever, you um, know, if you can learn something from a review, mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. you know, if you get a review from someone that you may know is, you know, a a professional writer and they really know what they're talking about, pay attention to it, learn from it. If not, you yeah. know, glean what you can and move yeah. on. Yeah, 
Judy, were you going to ask you, something? I think you were. Yeah, well, I was just going to. Inter- inter- I found one of the things I found interesting lately is when we're when I was saying about characters before, is I found with some of the fr- my friends who are reading the book, they'll say, "Well, you're going to bring back this character, aren't you, in a future mm-hmm. book?" And they get attached to characters. And I, I know. Wondered I if you all find that they in your do. books. They do, yeah. In fact, with the Saving Shenanigans uh, trilogy, I wrote that based on Three Sisters. But I have a secondary character in there who owns the – this is set in Monticello, Florida, which is a wonderful little historical town. If you've never been there, you ought to go because it's just – it's one of the most haunted towns in America. Oh, really? It's, <laughs> cool. I'm writing this down. The, yeah, based in the – based in the, you know, it was established back in the 1800s. It was the county seat for Jefferson County in Florida. and. Great, great, great little town. Wonderful people that live there. A lot of sordid history. I mean, it's it's a fascinating place. But anyway, uh, I set the the trilogy there, and it's contemporary romance, so it's in in modern times. But um, I based one of the characters on one of the bed and breakfasts where my husband and I stayed when we visit, because I've got uh, some really good friends that that live there, and uh, we would stay in this particular bed and breakfast. So one of my characters, her name is Hope runs this bed and breakfast. And so after the series was done and, and people were reading it and they were, they were writing me and they were like, what, I, I, what's Hope's story? You know, let's, I want to yeah. know about Hope. What's going on with I know. Hope? The funny thing is I had started writing her story. In fact, the title of the book is Seeking Hope. And it's, it's about a fourth of the way done. So, yeah, Hope will get her story. <laughs> So I do think that you know I myself have 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 several have several favorite characters, you know I really love them and I I really sometimes go like am I going to write them am I not going to write them because you know it's no surprise on my show I've mentioned many times should I write erotic should I not write erotic and now I don't care I'm just writing you know because Mm -hmm. I you know I was talking to someone the other day that a lot of the things that I watch on TV. They're very, they're they're just different than they used to be. So there is an audience for everything. I mean, there's a, you mm-hmm. know, girlfriend experience. I talked about that the other day because I've had some shows on sexuality and you know, and Jack Remick is, you know, has written The Citadel, which is um, sexual. You know, if there were just women in the world, which is not a bad, thing, I guess, you know, yeah. uh, you know, in his eyes, and you know, he writes women very well. So I mean, I think that, you know. There's a lot. There's so many different types, and as I've mentioned in the past, for me it was very difficult to to do that. And but now that I see what's on, there's almost nothing you can't talk about anymore. So you can't inhibit yourself by your own self. Do you know what I mean by saying like, oh, I don't know yeah. if I could do this. Can't get and, in your own way. Yeah, you know, and I have. I do that sometimes because I'm thinking, well, and that was the hardest thing when I became a writer for me to just realize these are my characters. These are not me. So just write, right. and, you and, know. And be true to your character. You know, be just yes. be true to your character. Particularly like you were just saying, it's not what maybe what you believe. It's just what needs to be in the it's story. Right. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, as we know, book clubs, which I've never really liked, they sit there and they talk about what the writer was thinking, what you know, yeah. what made the writer write this character, <laughs> like and I'm going like, really? I mean, I don't know what I was thinking. You know, when you, I'm sure Judy, and when you two, when you read your books, you go like, oh, what, what was I? What kind of frame of mind was I when I wrote that book? You don't even know where it comes from. Sometimes it's just there. That's very you true. You can't answer that. That is so you know, true. When you sit it when is? you sit down to write a book, it's like someone's yeah. whispering in my ear. This stuff. It's like yeah. I'll read it later and go, I came up with that. I mean, it's yeah. funny. It's like it's, like, it's, Dang, it's almost good. like a hypnotic <laughs> state or something. It's amazing. I think you like, what? I think that is true. I think it's true. You're in that moment. And mm-hmm. if it's, you know, and that's what really makes good writers. You're in that moment, but you're not in that moment of your that. whole life, your whole life. That's what, you know? that's what I live for. You know, I mean, it's why I do what I do. You know, I mean, one, to make readers happy. That's the main thing. The reason I write is is for the readers. But it's that escape. You know, it's that yes. diving into that world and yes. living with the characters, whether you like them or not. And I've got some characters I've written that I absolutely hate, you know, and I hate 
when I get into a scene with them, I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to deal yeah. with you right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> but that's, but that's what happens when people thing. are watching movies. You know, I think people, you're, even if it's not a good movie, you're still in the movie. You're watching it. You're not thinking about anything else except what you're watching. And I think that's one, you know, as writers, though, you're probably thinking like, oh, well, all right, this isn't good. I Maybe I can do something better than that or, you know, or I do write better than that. It's really, it's really good to sometimes be able to compliment yourself, which I still am never at that spot where you can say, oh, this is great. You know, this, you know, even with screenplays, when I wrote them, they would say, this is really good, you know, um, we just might not like something about that. And then my fault was I would rewrite the whole screenplay, which was so ridiculous to rewrite it. And then you change everything about it. So when writers have to change things, if you change a few things in a story, you're changing the whole story. You're not, it's not the same story that you started. Mm-hmm. No matter what people think, you know, you make one well, wrong, one different is- turn, everything else turns out differently. That's very true. And I think sometimes, too, you can overanalyze a story. You can yes. just keep pecking at it and pecking at it and pecking at it until you're you're just done, you know, and, and it's it's not a good story that way. You know, do your, right. what I call your word vomit draft. Do your first draft. Get it out there. Mm-hmm. Get, get it on paper. And then go back and refine. And, you know, if you've written based on an outline, you're going to have a much better book when you go back to revise. If you fly by the seat of your pants, which some writers do a really good job with that. I am not the type that can do that. Um, I just think you have a much more polished product when you finish your first draft if you have taken the time to do an outline. I mean, the first thing I do before I write a novel is I write the blurb that goes on the back of the book. That's, the that's very probably a very good I idea because that's the hardest part, and that's not what I do. Well, but that is a very good I, I want to do that, but it doesn't work I know where it's going to begin, and I know where it's going to end. And yeah. I don't write a full synopsis. I just write the blurb that's going to go on the back of the book. And then I start building my my plot lines. And yeah. based on, you know, once I get that figured out, then I do a couple sentence outline for each chapter. And it's not to say that it stays that way. You know, I mean, there are times, like I've said before, when the the characters will hijack the bus and yeah. take you in a totally different <laughs> direction, which is okay. You know, that's fine. Yeah. Because, you know, make it, when you're trying to be true to the character, the character's fighting you saying, you want me to do this, but that's not me. You know, I would never act this way. I would right. never shoot a gun, you know, or I would never say that. I would never use that word, you know. And and that's what I mean by being true to the character. Well, that's true because, because there are certain characters you just they're they're not going to act a certain way, and you have to be prepared for that. That you right. can't put a, a character in a scene that they are so uncomfortable with it won't fit because they right. you just can't make them do that. It's like people you just can't say okay you do this you can't you know. And sometimes it isn't as orderly as people would like, but. Sometimes it just works where then, you know, for me, it's like there's that point where you're writing and then you go, oh, great, I got this. But it doesn't yeah. happen mm-hmm. right away. But then when it does, it's like, yay, <laughs> it happens. Yeah. You know, where you say this works. Yeah, and and you have probably been setting it up but don't know that till you get there and you went, oh, Okay, this works, and you don't always know that till you get to that place when you're writing. Right, and then absolutely. You actually, it, yeah, go ahead. you do. It, it, that's true. I, I, in fact, I'm stuck on. I'm working on book three. I'm almost done with it, but I'm almost putting off the last two chapters because I I want to get it right. I have this thing about the end, and I want the character. I want it to work. And yeah. and so every once in a while I go, I have to get back to her. You know, what's she going to do in this situation this, that's, you know, the very tense situation at the end of the book I'm writing. And it's like almost I'm I'm stuck because I, I want to do it right for the character, you know. But, well, no, those are what authors go through. And, you know, and that's, you know, that's why when people, you've put a lot of work into a book and then you see somebody that sits down and says, oh, you know what? 
you, you didn't write this right, and you, they never even wrote a book. So, what, you know what I mean? It's like, this isn't right, and that's not right, and this isn't right. And you're going, like, what are they talking about? You know, and they really aren't qualified to say it, or they haven't even finished reading it. So the the basic thing that people, writers, need to remember when they're starting their career, a book needs a beginning, middle, and end. And regardless mm-hmm. if you know, like in scripts, the bad part about a script when you send a script in, which I'll talk about on other shows, they they flip through and see what the ending is, you know, and it's like, oh, my God. how That's why some movies are so bad. They read the beginning and end, and that middle is not good. You have to have more than just a beginning and end. You need that middle, which we all know is the hardest that's part what, to write. That's what outlining is for. Um, I went to a conference one time, and Mary Kay Andrews, I don't know if you've ever read any of her books, but she is a fabulous. She writes a lot of chick lit kind of, kind of yeah. stuff, and she's hilarious. But she talked about the flabby middle. And yep. that was that's why she said outlining is important because you get to that point where you're like, oh, now I just got all this fluff, you know, and I, I'm just yep. putting mm-hmm. stuff in here to put stuff in here to fill in the pages, and you really need purpose, and you know, in right. the center of your book, are your characters developing? Are they meeting their goals? Are they, you know, handling their obstacles the way you want them to handle their obstacles or the way that would be true to them? And I'm, I've even written the ending first in uh, Lost Jewels of Hera. I wrote the ending first because I was kind of stuck and I was like, I don't know what I want to do with this. I said, all right, I'm going to write the last chapter. I've never done that. I've never done that. I have never done that. Even in my screenplay, I've never. I have done it more than once, but but with that particular book, and it required a lot of research based on Greek mythology and and a couple of, you know, things that happened in the world at certain periods of time. And so it required quite a bit of research too. But it was really, it, it turned out pretty well. I think that was one of my favorite books, uh, you know, that I really oh. enjoyed writing was, mm-hmm. was The Lost Jewels And that's the thing. You know, have fun with your characters and enjoy it, you know. And, you know, I have learned over the years, and I'm finally at the spot where I just say, you know, I even in my Grand Central Station, I wanted a, the dog on the cover, I didn't have it. So this time now, it's never too late for love. I have the dog on the cover. My problem was is that I wrote with the whole dog in mind, and then mm-hmm. I said, oh, maybe I should change the dog. And Kelly went, oh, because she knows how many things I've changed over the past. <laughs> and I went, you know what? I'm leaving it. This is the dog I wrote with from the beginning, and I'm keeping her in it, and I'm putting her on the cover. End of story. Because I, I love that cover, and, actually, Marsha. I love oh, that because then your new cover with the dog and the wings. Thank you. But you know, and cover. I, I was going to change it in the middle, like it, right. And I went like, no, because Kelly will know what I'm saying about this. I need to just move on. You know, and yeah. stop. Yeah. I go back with my covers stop, a lot. You know, back and forth. Yeah. And so that's a. And for someone out there listening, just make a decision and then just do it. And I'm really like that, except for the covers. I don't change the words of the story. It's the covers because I know I can. If I were with, you know, if I were not independently published, they're going to tell me, what, are you crazy? You're going to keep changing the covers? No, (laughs) you know. And actually, when World Castle, when Karen did my book, Love Changes, uh, when I was with World Castle, I've never changed that cover. I liked it Mm -hmm. a lot. And, you know, Mm -hmm. so changing things aren't always, you know, necessary, you know, because you go back and forth. Some people love the covers of others, and some people, I, I like certain covers, but I think once you make a decision, it's probably easier than keep changing things. Because, you know, I, I your lo- reader love the covers. They're not going to be, the not gonna be doing yeah. that. They just look at it once. Like when you're writing a book, when you read the book, you're not going to be reading it 20 times. Yeah, not as a reader, you know what I mean? As a person, you I look at one sentence, I'm thinking, like, they're not going to be looking at this sentence the way I am, you know? So you need to finish because a lot of writers start and they don't finish. Don't just finish yeah. it. And keep writing. You know, you got to write a little bit every day. Whether you work on your story or not, write something. Yeah. Write a journal entry. Write a blog entry. Absolutely. Write, you know, mm-hmm. a story idea, but write every day. And this is what people need to know. You know, we all go through this, you know, and 
I give advice, but doesn't mean I always take it, my own advice. So I try to, you know, I mean, certainly after doing this for so many years, you know, I, I'm finally at this part where I'm kind of listening to myself go, all right, fine, just do it, you know, because I give other people advice, but then I don't seem to follow it because I know the right way, you know, to tell people, but I don't always follow it. So I think that find your own way and then mm-hmm. just do it, you know. Yeah. yeah, so I, this and has been an hour fast. This is a fast hour. Yes, wow. But, I, you know, I I know we're going to end it because I know, Judy, I appreciate it because usually you don't like the night shows, <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> well you, don't, you know why she says that for the listeners is that I'm, I'm up, up early at 4 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. And it, I'm up at 4 a.m. And, and so by about, usually about 8 well, or 9. Is early. It, I, yep. Yeah, I just am fading. And so I had... Yeah. Two cups of big, strong cups of coffee tonight. Good. I am not going to fall asleep when I'm on this. <laughs> Sorry. <on telephone>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Right, anyway, no, that's okay. Um, Actually, I enjoyed it. I was looking forward. Okay. Kelly has done a, a an amazing job of doing um, um, banners and 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 yes. you know, if you look at her site and has done some book videos for me, and, yes. and also Virginia Grenier did one of my book videos. She's a very nice job on that. But um, Virginia, so if, Virginia, who she probably she's going to do shows again, and I'm not saying it. Virginia is my partner with World of Ink, so I'm trying to get her back shows, but she's been really, really busy. And yeah. uh, let's not forget Virginia; she's still here. No, no, World that's right. Yeah, but but it's nice to ch- chat with this for for listeners. This is the first time that Kelly and I have talked on the phone. I didn't and, know mm-hmm. that. I knew you. I did not mm-hmm. know you never. Mm-hmm. You know. And I've read uh, her, as I said, I just ordered her book, the you know, the the one she just wrote now. And um, so I'm excited about reading that one. And, and um, what can I say? Well, and then, Marsha, you know, what can I say that you guys have just um, inspired me, you know, through well, the years. Well, that's good to hear. You know? <laughs> good to inspire yeah, something. You know? well, that's why it's <laughs> great to talk to other writers and to do shows like this, because you need to hear that. You need to hear what other writers are going through and, you know that it's it's amazing sometimes that they're dealing with the same stuff you are, and right. And you don't That's why know I love doing the shows. I, after eight years, mm-hmm. I'm still not bored because I everybody has their own way, and we just always discuss different things, you know. And they're, they're, it's so much fun this way, you know, when you talk to other people because when you talk to your regular friends, they probably think you're off the wall sometimes. Some of the things, but we're not like everybody else. We're not. No, you know, we're not. No, so so I've already realized that now. So I don't even, you know, I, I just know I'm not because we could look at something and and you know we're we're thinking already about the next story or the character. Oh, absolutely. And you know, and I have a habit of sometimes going like, well, you know, um, I'll mention something and I'll it'll be from a movie and I'm going like, oh, I hate that I do this, but I can't help it. You know, it just because people that don't write don't realize. When you're when you're reading a book or you're watching a movie, somebody thought of that. It's and it's real to them. Yeah. They think, oh, it's a movie, but it's not. It could have happened, you know. So you know, it's realistic to authors. Like whenever you're saying something, I'm believing it because it could happen. Yes. It, it, you know, it, like, do you, do you ever get and, some uh, other people in Kelly and Marsha that I've gotten people, and one of them being my my sister Joni, but who said, ooh, that would make a great idea. Look at that green truck over there. That would make a great idea for another book. And who 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 encourage you with ideas? Do you guys do that, or do you come up with the ideas well, yourself? Well, I have people constantly asking me if I'll write their story and if I'll write their book and if I'll do their screenplay oh, okay. because they have the best story mm-hmm. ever. And I go, one thing, no. And you know I've done your idea. I did, I did yours, so you your outline. Oh, sure. Well, you did a great and, job uh, on that, actually. Thank you. But mm-hmm. I, I don't I, – for me, I like to come up with my own things. You know, I think mm-hmm. – and now you probably see that now that you're writing books, how much mm-hmm. – it's it's good to come from yourself. It's easier. Oh, absolutely. I just yeah. – said I, I don't mind if someone say, it says, like my sister said that, I said, ooh, that might well, be then a good idea for a story. Well, then let her write the green truck. The green truck. I do that all the time. I'll, I'll run into a certain situation, and, you know, my husband will look at me, and he'll say, mm-hmm, you're thinking mm-hmm. novel. <laughs> yeah, know. he knows. I'm like, yeah, actually yeah. I am. <laughs> Yeah, you know, because you're thinking character, novel, person, whatever, you know, situation. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it may not be the green truck. She sees it, but you're going like, green truck? What am I going to do with the green truck? You know, it's like, okay. Well, actually, we were but seeing it's... it together, and, and actually, I am going to use it because uh, the, I won't go into the whole story why it was scary <laughs> that we saw this green truck together, you know, kind of in the middle of the woods up north in Michigan and stuff. So, actually, I'm going to go. use it. Why is that truck there? <laughs> Who drove that truck there? What was in the back of the truck when they parked it? It was. Oh, man. Oh, that could be gone. pulled in, in, right, really. You know, yeah. so, maybe I should, so maybe like it would be a good idea one it. time to have a show where we start out with an idea and we get a whole story out of that. Yeah, yeah. actually, that would be <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> I should try that. Okay, maybe we will one of these days. All right. Okay, so thank you so much. And I don't know if that we may do one more show with um, Samuel French and Randall Dark. I'm not sure if not. We're going to be back in January. And I want everybody to have a happy, healthy New Year and happy holiday to the two of you because, you know, we we do talk a lot. And it does help to have friends that are authors. You know, I, I think it's, a, a, you know, we understand each other. Yeah, and, that's um, right. Well, Sometimes. Well, thank, thank you. Kelly for understands me after doing a million covers from back and forth and uh, <laughs> banners. Yes, but I, I'm much better now because I just, you know, I'm you trying are. to. Yeah, I am. I'm better. I think. Well, thank you, y'all. <laughs> if you see yeah, a new yeah, cover on, it's never too late for love. We'll see if I stick to my own story. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody, and thank you. Well, good night, everyone. Bye bye. Good night. Good night. Bye bye. Happy thank holidays. You. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.